to talk to you from the subtopic today, and this is a lot of a lot of content that I want to download into you. Very simple, very simple message, uh, but it's dealing with a few things. And uh, the title of the sermon today is "No Power, Just Permission." No power, just permission. And we want to thank God for all of our visitors and guests that are here today. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Welcome to the Unity Worship Center. Hope to see you. Hope to see you again. Amen. Oh, boy. When I was first called into ministry while facing 20 to life in Louisville and 10 flat here in Lexington, one of the questions that I struggled with was how did the enemy have so much power over me? Newly saved, but, you know, I was under the impression that once I was saved, that all of the pressure of Satan would be gone. He, he would no longer, he would no longer have me. I guess the, the kindred question, uh, the kindred question was, how did it seem like the enemy had so much power over the Christian's period? That was the second question that I struggled with because I, as I got free from all uh, correctional facilities, I began to go to churches and I began to understand that it wasn't just me. It was the Christian's period because upon the release, like I said, it seemed like every Christian I met was losing, was struggling. And, and I say losing, and when I say losing, I mean uh, that it seemed like every Christian I met was struggling with some type of sin that if not truly dealt with, it would always affect their ability to witness with effectiveness. Okay. And before I go any further, I want to say that the Christian credibility has been compromised due to how many seem to be individually struggling in their walk with Christ because of the war within the flesh as well as with the enemy. And I don't know, call me crazy, but if I was in the world and really, you know, had a really limited knowledge of the Bible and the things of God, yet all of its representations of this Jesus was weak in their flesh. If they was always depressed, nasty, and seemed more caught up with the world than with this Jesus, they keep on trying to introduce me to. I don't know. Call me crazy, but I, I think I, I probably wouldn't want to fool, fool with him either. I think that it's critical that we as the body of Christ take a pause from all of the shouting and all of the hooping and all of the hollering and tongue speaking and prophesying and simply get back to the word of God. Begin to reapply the word of God to our lives and restore our credibility as sold out believers of the word. Because the lost, catch this, the lost will never trust anyone who is as lost as them. Amen. The enemy has devised a couple of a cold-blooded plan, and it, it, it's not new, it's just cold-blooded, and the reason that it's cold-blooded is because it's effective. Let, 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 let me show you what it is. Uh, he, he has used the Christian or the so-called saved people as one of the coldest weapons against the Christian church. 
He loves an emotional church, the church that wants to dance and shout all the time but has no victory. Why are you doing all that shouting and you're still broken all up? This is, one of the fav- this is one of the main reasons I do not like Facebook Live because Facebook Live allows everyone to go live. Facebook don't credit check to see if the church knows what they're talking about. <laughs> they don't look into the pastor, praise team, or leadership team's lives to see if they are indeed the real deal. No, they just let them on. And I was on Facebook the other day, and, and a lot of people think that I'm on Facebook a lot of times simply because I haven't learned how to take the green dot off my profile. And my Facebook account is always open. But I was on there a little while ago, and uh, I seen a name on there that, that was familiar to me. So I, I just hit it, and it's like, hey, how they doing? And, and, and uh, I tapped on the page, and, and, and there was a video, and, and I guess it was of a church that was theirs. I don't know, or that they go to. So I proceeded to watch the video, and I was blown away. And some of you, some of you got people, even in this church, that have left this church that likes to tag you in everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll preach about that another day. So, so I proceeded to watch this, and I was blown away. And, and if I can just be real, it was nothing but foolishness and error. And I found myself for a moment upset with it because people who don't know about God and they see something like what I saw, they mistakenly think that this is all of us. They be thinking this is all of us. And they think this is how we all get down. 40 plus minutes of shouting, dancing, tongue speaking, prophesying, and then when it comes to the word, we don't need that part. Prophesying. Which told me to, uh, that this congregation, to this congregation, the shout, the hype was more important than the word. And, 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 you know, and, and I'm, I'm looking at, you know, people in here and I'm thinking, I know some of these people, like I, I know I've been in church settings because before we got over here, we was churching everywhere. Amen. I mean, it was all we done. If you was a part of Growth Temple Ministries, we was in church everywhere, Monday through Monday. Amen. And so I'm, I'm seeing some of these faces and over the, you know, that I haven't seen in years and, 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 and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm tripping because they come from good stock. They come from good leadership. And, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what is going on? Then there were some people that I saw in the video that I knew. And, 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 and what came to my mind and when I started seeing some of the people that I knew was, what are you celebrating? What are you celebrating? What are you jumping up and down for? What are you doing all this shouting and hollering for? How are you going to be celebrating when you ain't winning? See, see, there is a difference between a shout and a dance of celebration and a shout and a dance of pressing through. They're different, baby. You understand what I'm saying to you? Uh, uh, and you will always know the difference in the posture of the person in question. Woo. I don't even got to know you. All I got to see is your posture, and I understand if you're fronting or not. Mm. See, 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 because when I'm pressing, I don't have a shout. I have a war cry. When, when, when I'm pressing, I'm not checking to see if the camera is getting me. I'm too busy trying to get God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. 
There's a difference. And you always know when you're dealing with people that's just playing games with God because they don't know there's a difference in how your body will just naturally respond to worship in a moment. Oh, God. And when the believer is for real about God, their body will simply represent that they are in there about this thing for real. With, when, 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 you're, when, you're, when you're battling, when you're pressing, you don't need nobody to hype you. You, you, you ain't got to wait for nobody to say what you're going through before you begin to get the Holy Ghost. You come in pressing. Everything is a press. One thing that has always confused me when I was in the streets is how so many women would be in the clubs, but their bills wasn't paid. We had a rule. Bees ain't here. You know this rule well. Herman knows this rule well. And I don't mean no disrespect, but we had a rule. If we went to the club, we didn't go home with nobody from the projects. And the reason this was was not because the projects was a horrible place or nothing like that. We loved the projects. We stayed in the projects. You understand what I'm saying to you? We learned many lessons in the projects. But one time, we all went out, and we met these little, you know, women, and we went back to the house of the one, and she was the dopest one, and she was like she was the cleanest one, and it seemed like everything was everything. And we got to the house, and it was pampers on the floor with stuff in them, and it was clothes all through the clothes. All, and you, they was doing this. I didn't have to excuse if I, just, I didn't get a chance to clean up. And, and, and I'm looking at Herman, Herman looking at me, we looking at bees, and we going, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't, we, whoo, look at the time, we got to go. <laughs> now, I ain't just saying that just happens in the projects, because I'm from the projects, don't get it twisted. But I'm saying that that was such a, what would you call it, a uh, traumatizing event. The nine-year-old run out the house, I mean, run out the room chasing the three-year-old because the nine-year-old was the babysitter. Not only are we unclean, we going to jail. See, see, I, I always, and, and so, so it, would, it, would, it would bother me when I would go to the club, and, 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 and I, was, I was always, you know, when I went to the club, it was to celebrate the fact that I was winning. I never went to the club to buy drinks and take pics, uh, but my water was going to be cut off tomorrow. I never do that. It didn't make sense to me. In fact, I thought if my water was going to be cut off tomorrow, then I should probably be somewhere working tonight. Uh, let me get back to my point. Well, let me, let me, did y'all catch what my point was on that? In other words, I'm always blown away by the person who has a celebrate spirit with nothing to celebrate. And what church has taught us is to shout your way through it and praise your way through it. No, no, no. After the shout and after the praise and after the tongue speaking, after the crying, and after, oh, my God. And after all of that, I'd like some victory. In fact, I really don't feel like Dan, you know, and, 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 and you got to be careful of these churches to train you to lose. <laughs> they train you to lose because everything is a shout. Don't make no never mind what it is that you're going through. Just shout, just dance, just prophesy, speak in tongues. But inwardly, you're going crazy. <clears throat> Think about that. You're shouting and you don't believe you're going to come through it. Because you've been shouting for years and you've yet to come through it. And what is it about you that the Holy Ghost gets to you and gets stumped? So you got to be careful about these preachers that want to explain why you've been in their, year, in their church for 20 years and you ain't got no deliverance. 
It's simply there's no power there. And they mask it with a shout and a dance and everything. You know, so so you've, you've been trained to feel good but not be good. Off with the head of those devils, I say. They cause a problem in the body of Christ. As a Christian culture, population, and family, it is so very critical that we do our first works again and begin to restore our Christ-like credibility. As I was saying at the beginning of this sermon, I often struggle with how, how the enemy had so much power over the Christian. In fact, I must admit, I would find myself saying things like, the devil is powerful. Satan powerful, dog, I'm telling you. But, 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 but as I begin to study more, I have come to the conclusion that, and, and I have said this before, but, but today I really need you to tap into it for real. Today I want you to really, I want you to write it down because this is going to bless you if you can receive it. Here we go. The only power Satan has is the power you give him. It is the only power that he has. The only power Satan has is the power that you give him. Lord, have mercy. I, I really want you to write that down. Take this seriously because once you really think about this, everything changes. Satan is only as powerful as you allow him to be in your life. Now, 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 real quickly, we're going to look at a situation that happens between Jesus and Satan, but we are going to look at it, uh, the same situation from two sets of eyes, first Matthew and then Luke. Matthew chapter 4, the Bible reads, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Can we, can we just play with the knobs a little bit, Jeff? Can we play with the knobs a little bit? With the squilling, can we just play with them and see what we can get worked out? Amen. Hold y'all's ears. It might be crazy here in a minute. Then Jesus was led up to the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. Verse number three. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are, if, now catch that, underscore that, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. But he answered and said, Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, and he set him on the pinnacle of the temple. Come on. And he said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. See how he tries to throw the game back? He tries to throw the game back. For it is written... He shall give his angels charge over you. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, what did he say? It is again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Verse number eight. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all of the kingdom of the world and their glory. All the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all of these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Now, here's where people would be like, who he think he is? He going to give Jesus all that. That ain't his. Yes, it was. Because of what Adam had done 
Adam had relinquished power over to Satan. So Satan's not lying when he says, I can give you this because it's his to give in this moment. You understand what I'm saying to you? Now check this, and, but, 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 but watch what God says. Satan. For it is written. See, sometimes you got to call your enemy by name. That'll preach. Satan. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Thank you very much. Stop playing with me, niece. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord God, and him only you shall serve. Look at verse number 11. I want you to underscore this. Then the devil left him, and behold, the angels came and, underscore, they ministered to him. Okay? The reason why I want you to underscore that is because I want you to understand that as a believer, every believer in here, you have a demon assigned to you, and you have an angel assigned to you. Okay, so let's go to uh, let's go to Luke four. Let's look at his rendition. We ready? Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led to the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for forty days by the devil. And in these those days, he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. Notice, he catches Jesus in a vulnerable moment. He comes to him when he's hungry. Be careful about being so quick to eat. Oh, God. Be, 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 be careful about just accepting everything. This, this is why it's important that you don't be thirsty. Thirsty folk go for whatever. Amen? Can I go ahead and suggest this to you, that there's a thirstiness in the church world? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Usually the thirst that you find in the church world is attention. Yeah, yeah. Pe pe people fiending for that. Fiending for that. I need them to like me. I need them to like me. And the devil said to him, watch this, if you are the son of God. Now, this is powerful because he says if. In other words, he is challenging if Jesus is who he says he is. And this is where the enemy gets a lot of you, simply because we are, and me too. Don't get it twisted. He gets me sometimes too, you dig? But because we got a whole flesh, every now and again, we be lightweight human. Amen? And, and this is what Satan says. He don't really come at you like yada, yada, yada. He just says, see, if you was really a child of God, you wouldn't have done that. How many of you had that conversation before? Yeah, if I, if, if I, if, if, and, and, but this is how he does it. He don't ask you himself. He makes you ask you the question, so it actually demoralizes you even more. If I was saved, then I wouldn't be doing this. That's a whole lot more powerful than somebody else telling you you ain't saved when you tell yourself you ain't saved on the strength of your behavior. Are we learning here tonight? He says, he says, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answering him said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word of God. Did you catch that, people of God? You're supposed to live by every word of God. Not, not, not what society says, not what social media says, not what your boss says, not what your boo, your bae, your wife, your husband say. You are supposed to live only by the word of God. Oh, God. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give to you and their glory, for, the, for this has been delivered to me. And, and he wasn't lying. <laughs> it's been delivered to me. Your people tricked it off. But don't trip. I'll give it back to you. If you'll 
Just worship me. Oh, God. Because I can give it, as the Bible says, to whomever I wish. It's mine now. Oh, God, can I preach that for a minute? Maybe that's why some of us have been in some of the craziest situations that we thought, you know, we never thought we'd be a part of because, because you, you, you took the bait. Now you're his, and not only did he have you, he passed you off. And I ain't just talking about with sex, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Listen, let me get back to this. We got a lot to cover. Amen. Therefore, verse number seven, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. That's deep, ain't it? I mean, don't act like you just be like, oh, no. He would, don't, don't act like, you know, you're sitting here and you're looking at, you're looking at like, I, I know Jesus did not take it. Why? You took it. And he wasn't even offering as much. Oh, Lord. Deal with that. Now, let's deal with that. You took it. What temptations have you bit on that was, didn't have nothing to do with the kingdom? Huh? It wasn't even going to move you out the apartment. See, see, when you read this stuff right here, what I want you to stop doing is going, I know he ain't going to take it. Or when you see one of the people in the Bible that, have, that has fallen to their, their flesh or something of that nature, right? Even the person sitting next to you, when, when they mess up, when they drop the ball, when they, when they lose it, stop being so overly righteous like you didn't and won't lose it again. Huh? I want you to look into these scriptures and begin to say, you know what? <laughs> yeah, if, if Jesus would have bit, I couldn't have blamed him. Because I bit for much less. That, that, the Bible brings my humanity out to me. You, you know what I'm saying? It, it reminds me of how jacked up I can be on my best day. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? Like, like a lot of times when I'm sitting here and I'm reading the scriptures, you know, because when I first started reading the Bible, I read it arrogantly. That don't make no sense. David just gonna mess, just gonna mess with the woman that ain't his, and just gonna make a baby, and then he going and I'm going. About third time reading that. Ooh, I can't really front on David. I've, ooh, Lord, huh? <laughs> Some of y'all trying to be strong in your face, knowing I'm telling. Let's let's get through this chapter, this verse. And Jesus said to him, get behind me, Satan, it, for it is written, you will worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you, here he goes again, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he shall give angels charge over you to keep you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now, here's what I want you to underscore. I want you to underscore all of 13. You ready? Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Stop celebrating because you didn't sleep with them last night. Stop celebrating because you didn't eat, you didn't drink the church tea filled with sugar and you got diabetes yesterday. Stop celebrating these little victories when it's just one and your record is like one, uh, one win, 472 losses. Stop celebrating. Stop getting on Facebook talking about that devil thought he had me and he. Stop that. Yeah. 
What, what, what do you do when, you, when, you, when you've seen some victory? Capitalize on it. Study it. See where even in victory you was weak. See where even in victory it almost had you. Why? Verse number 13. Because he will be back at a more opportune time. And if all you done with your little flimsy win was celebrate, throw it up in everybody's face, say, yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't, you know, I didn't, all that, right? When the opportune time comes, you put no, 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 no uh, practice in, therefore, you're hit. Let me make it plain, if you'll tell the truth and shame the devil. How many of you, by a show of hands, were struggling with something, and then one day you overcame that something for the first time? How many of you ever done that? Put your hands up, keep them up. Keep them up. And then you celebrated it immediately. Keep them up. You told a few folk. And then a week later, you was a victim to it again. See, you, you understand what I'm saying to you? We ain't got no time to be doing all the celebrating because he's coming back. He's going to try you again. You understand what I'm saying to you? So, so you have to be ready for that. All right. Now, this time, as I said, I wanted you to score number 13, verse number 13 because there's a lot there, and we're going to talk about it. And, and some of you might be wondering, Pastor, why do different gospels tell some of the same stories, but sometimes one will say this and one will say that? Excuse me. And that's a good question. In fact, when unbelievers or people who like to bash Christianity are trying to throw shade on our belief, this is one of the things that they try to bring up. Well, well if the Bible was correct, why do so many times in different books they telling the same story, but uh, some's adding and some's taking away stuff? It lets you know right there the Bible is full of lies. <laughs> That's some of the stuff people say. And to be quite honest, that whole type of thinking is a kind of basic thinking because the answer is so simple. Look at the titles of the book. Hmm? What's, the, what's the title of the book? Luke and who? There's two different names for this section right here, right? Luke and Matthew, two different names. And the reason for that is because it's two different people telling the story. It's, it's, like, it's like if Kevin and I both, both saw a fight, we, we, we could be standing side by, side by side watching the same fight. But when we begin to tell people our account of the fight, it's going to be different. Why? Because me and Kevin's different. And so, so, so I might give an account of how it all started, giving the reason for the why the fight started. And the fact that's how I started to tell it when, when, when I see, I'm sorry, uh, and the fact that that's how I started to tell it when I seen, uh, you know, it gives the listeners a better understanding of who I am. See, when I begin to preach, you know, you know me from any other preacher because you know how, what I think. You know how I think because I have a pattern of how I teach. So, so, if, so I'm sitting over here looking at the fight. And Kevin's looking at the fight, and Kevin's looking at the action of the fight, but I'm looking at the why of the fight. See, because Kevin is aggressive, and he's troublesome, and he's violent. But me, I want to keep the peace. You see? And my, my assistant pastor says, whatever. <laughs> they like you. And so we're both here. But we see different things with the fight. Does it make the fight, the story of the fight a lie? Not at all. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? 
So, so I might give an account of how it all started, giving the reason of the why of it, because that's what's important to me. So I might continue to press about what was done or what was said before the fight to explain the why of it, because, again, that's important to me. Now, Kevin, he might talk about who won the fight, because that's what's caught his attention the most. See, see, it's two different stories because it is two different people and the way they see it. And most likely, they didn't see it completely the same. And that does not make the Bible a lie. So, 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 so here's what I want you to catch out of both stories. Satan was tempting Jesus, and all three times, Jesus denied the temptation. He didn't bite. And, and let me show you something extremely powerful that if you would lock in on it, uh, it, it would simplify your life, and especially when it comes to Christian warfare, spiritual warfare. Notice, Jesus isn't being cute in the temptings. He's not trying to be deep in the temptings. Guess what he's trying to be? He's trying to be victorious. And the only thing he falls back on in this exchange between Satan and he is the word. It's all he falls back. He don't call nobody. He don't text nobody. You understand what I'm saying to you? All three times, and all three times Satan was trying to tempt Jesus, Jesus just fell back on the word. Not a cute Facebook post. Not a churchy cliche, not shouting and dancing. No, Jesus fell back on the word. All three times he referenced the word. It is written. It is written. It is written. And if we, the people of God, were determined to get in that word and learn that word, then we would know what to say and how to say it when the enemy comes. And we'd be effective. You know why the enemy left Jesus? Because he saw he couldn't get no win in Jesus, with Jesus, through Jesus. See, when the enemy is tempting me, I understand that no matter how small the tempt might be in the natural, the consequences behind it, <laughs> the consequences behind biting on that temptation are colossal. How many of you have ever been tempted with a small thing? And you, you went ahead and took part of it because it was a small thing. I mean, you know, I know it ain't right, but what could it hurt? Look how small it is. But, 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 but we don't understand that sin has a nature that has the ability to grow. You understand? That's why in James it says that when sin comes, when sin is full grown, it leads forth to death. It grows, right? And so, and, and, and so I would ne I'll never forget, I was in prison and this preacher came in one time and he he. He preached a sermon, sin will always cost you more than you're willing to pay. So, so, so I want you to understand this, beloved. No matter, how, no matter how small it is right here, behind the wall of Satan, it's so much bigger. It's got so much more uh, in play for you. Amen? Th th those consequences, and here's what's one of the reasons those co it's colossal, is because those consequences are not just meant to destroy me, uh, but to destroy everything connected to me. You understand what I'm saying to you? Uh, and, and also, watch this, not just the people that you love, but it's also meant to destroy the work that God has called you to do. To undo some great things that have been done. You know, in the legal system, if a prosecutor is ever brought up on charges of foul play as a prosecutor uh, or as a rule breaker, and if it's ever proven, the state stands the chance of having to release 
every person that was convicted by that prosecutor on the strength that they don't know how many times that he did wrong and able to get what he thinks is a right result. Follow me. Understand, Satan knows that if he can get the people hemmed up in any kind of mess, Lord have mercy, especially leadership, that's why we got to be careful. Over the, few last, over the last year, and especially the few, last few months, y'all have seen your pastor become funny style because he understands uh, that, that if you get me hemmed up on anything, the purpose of that would be to undo everything that the Lord has allowed me to do. This is why when you see when, when pastors fall or whatever, you know what I'm saying, everybody takes a shot at them. Now, all of a sudden, you want to leave their church. You want, was, was, was he foul when he married you? Was he foul when he, when he prayed for your child and your child received healing? Or, 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 or are you just kind of jacked up on about who the pastor really is and what he is? He's still just a man. You understand what I'm saying to you? That's why I got a problem when, if, if a pastor in this city, you know, messes up and, and, and tricks it off on some type of level and then everybody want to come over here. No, no, no. I'm going to send you home. I'm going to send you home because he deserves, he's just a human. I'm, 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 you know, I'm going to send you home because he, you know, he, 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 it was all good just a week ago. You see what I'm saying? And I don't want none of y'all in here to be that flimsy. You know what I'm saying? I mess up and then the next thing you know, y'all, you know, y'all, y'all ain't cool with me no more. You, I wish you would. You hear me? I was down with you when you messed up. Huh? Now, now how it worked just one way. See, see, and, and, and so that's the problem that I have with people uh, because, but the reality is it's because they made, see, what they did was they made the person their God. It wasn't really their pastor, it was their God. And because he was the pastor, he was never supposed to make up. He was never supposed to mess up. You see what I'm saying? But if you are a child of God, wouldn't it be just as fair to say you ain't supposed to mess up neither? You read the same Bible I do. Huh? Yeah, 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 don't, don't run over here. Because your pastor done pissed you off because he done something wrong. Because he, he was a human. Yeah, I said that. Don't run over here. Because that's betrayal on my side to accept you. See, because I don't care what he done. I'm praying for him. I don't care what he done. I want him to keep his church. I don't care what he done. I want him to be okay. He's got, he's got something to do in the kingdom. And he gets warfare just like I do. You see? Yeah. If not worse. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I, I used to I used to sit back like a uh, like a catcher. Oh, that pastor done messed up. Here they come. They coming over here now. What, really sick in the head. Would, would, would hear the pastor messed up, and I'd reach out to him. Just want you to know I'm praying for you. Not the pastor, the member. Huh? Then guess what I found out? Guess what I found out? I was human. Oh Lord, I was human. I got a real problem with people just want, and then you leave the church and dog your pet. Don't you bet not, not over here. When we was young in our ministry, we accepted that and we accepted you. But if you come over here talking about your pastor, you're going to be a problem over here too. You get on back over. Go start your own church. Run around here talking about your pastor after you, after he done done. Lord, have mercy. I better know better than that. So check this. <laughs> Another thing, when you're being tempted by Satan, I don't care how much Bible you know, 
how long you have been saved or your title in the church. When Satan tempts you, you have automatically been thrust into the fight of your life because if for whatever reason you bite on the temptation, life as you know it will never be the same. So when I'm being tempted, I don't feel I, I don't need Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. I don't have time to be posting cute stuff, calling myself, letting the enemy know that he's not going to win. Because just on the strength of how you're posting is letting the enemy know that you still don't get it. And since you don't get it, he still remains able to get you. Now, I ain't hearing me in here. The Bible says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Uh, when, when, when the word is in your heart, watch this, it fights on your, remember we talked about that last week? It fights on your behalf. Now, now look at, if you look at it in Psalms 4 and 23, it says, above all else, guard your heart. But in Psalms 119 and 11, he says, but I've hidden the word, I've hidden your word in my heart. What, 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 what is the word doing hidden in his heart? It's not, it's not hidden because the psalmist is ashamed of the word. It's hidden there because it's guarding and it's ready to ambush the sinful thoughts when they approach the heart's entrance. Here we go, Kevin. You ready? Paige, come on down. Yeah, you get, you get the call tonight. Come on. Come on over. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 Come on. Come on now. You young. Right there. Just keep walking. I'll tell you when to stop. Uh -huh. Stop. Come on, Kevin. Stand up. Now, Kevin's sin. He's a sinful thought. Paige is a believer. I'm the word. Go on after. A little, little, little speed to it. You know, sin work fast. Sin work fast, Kevin. <laughs> The word. Go back. Now, I'm going to need you to put some speed on the, like when we was running from the police back in the day. I'm, you know how to run. Don't make me call. Yeah. Come on, sin. Sin's coming for the believer. But the word ambushes sin, and he protects the believer. The word is in her heart. Watch this. But, that don't, but the word ain't out here. I'm the word. You come over here. You're going to get dealt with. The, the word is back here going, I bet you don't, dog. And this is why it's so important, thank both of you, this is why it's so important that you hide it in your heart. Watch this. You don't have your friend, your prayer partner, your accountability partner. None of that's going to save you when hell hits. You understand what I'm saying to you. But if you've got the word in your heart, Lord, have mercy. That word going to save you. That word going to fight on your behalf. You understand what I'm saying to you? I, I come from the old school. You know, I come in this world by myself, and I'm leaving by myself. I don't need nobody to, when hell's hitting my life, we need to hold on each other. Please, I know how to pray. I got, a, I got a word in my heart. You understand what I'm saying to you? So when it comes my way, it don't win easy. Lord, have mercy. Oh, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 look, look. She, I'm going to tell you how petty, I'm going to tell you how petty my camera person is. She thought, see, see, that's 10 pounds ago, girl. You should have kept that camera on me. 10 pounds lighter, you did. I'll go and pick it up. She's going to do this. She came the camera down like, he going to fall, y'all. He going to fall, y'all. We going to get it. Ah, it be your own people. I think Carla said it be your own people. Amen. <laughs> I went for them glasses, and she said, uh, 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 uh. And before I went to get them, you see me think about it, right? <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah, uh -huh. I got a job now, girl. I'm a foreman. I, I be, I work. My body moves. Amen. 
Yeah, y'all hate all y'all want to. Y'all know it's the truth. <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> what I want you to catch here, what I want you to catch here, in those verses that we were working with, uh, Matthew and Luke, okay, on all three occasions between Jesus and Satan in the desert, we are actually able to answer my initial question, which may be some of your questions as well. And the question was, the first question was, I told you that I struggled with as a believer, how did Satan have so much power over me? And the, the kindred question was, the kindred question, the question that was akin to that one was, how did it seem like the enemy had so much power over the Christians, period? The answer is clear in the text. If you don't want Satan to have power in your life, watch this. I know you're looking for something spiritually spooky and a prophecy and all of that. Here's all I got. Just say no. Just say no. And, and you know why I think that everyone in this building should have an easier route at saying no than, say, people that's been in church all their life and ain't really had to deal with some of the struggles that, you know, because y'all know my wife, save times 20, and, you know, ain't never been to a club, ain't never smoked a cigarette, a joint, ain't never had a drink, none of that stuff, right? And, 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 and it, to me, it, it seems easy for her to say no to any type of temptation, but the Holy Spirit dealt with me one day, and he said this. He said, it should actually be easier for you and for the ones that's been in sin before and who has been, who has been plummeted by sin. We should say no because we know what yes. We know how it can end up. Huh? My, my, my yes, is, my, my no is easy now because I know what yes brings. And here's the thing, here's the thing. If you was able to put, you know, we got a saying in the street, you know, you fool me one time, shame on you. You fool me any time after that, shame on me. It's the same way with, with, with the temptation. It gets you one time, okay, you know, you got me, yeah. It gets you two times, you know, I'll even give you grace. I'm a, I'll give you grace, uh, you know, I, I understand. But when it begins to get you in the teen amount of times, then you're just being stupid. And I didn't say that to be funny. I said that to be very indicting and very serious. Then you're just being stupid. Huh? The answer is clear in the text. Jesus said no. He told the enemy no. Watch this. And he didn't use anything else but what? The word of God. It is written. You want to stop being everybody's counselor? You're tired of people, certain people coming into your life and always want to talk to you about something, and y'all just need you to give me a piece of advice on this? Give them the word, and you'll see if they're really serious or do they just like attention and want to just come talk to you. Give them the word. I promise you, half of them won't come back. I didn't come to talk scripture. Well, you came to the wrong one. Your problem is in the scriptures, thus your answer is in the scriptures. Lord, have mercy. So here it is. The reason Satan has been, has been and has so much influence in your life is not because he's so powerful. He's not. He has been able to have influence in your life because you have gave him permission. It's not power, just permission. You gave him in permission 
in your life when you bit on the temptation. Permission means the right, I'm almost done, the right or the ability to do something that is given by someone who has the power to decide if it will be allowed or permitted. Every person that you claim done you wrong, you lied. You let them do you wrong. Some of y'all got people in here that, I mean, some of y'all got people out there that you have been hating for years because they continuously played you. That is not their fault. You the one that let them, continuous means, you know, that's why I get, I get a little upset with some of these people when they, you know, everybody wants to survive in this person and survive in that person. And when they tell their story, they say, he raped me four times. Now, make that make sense. In his apartment. I'm trying to just get an understanding. So, so, so y'all want to sit back and give everybody else the credit for why you're not where you should be spiritually, monetarily, physically, emotionally, mentally. And the reality is the blame sets with you because you allow it. It says, it says the one who has the power to decide if it will be allowed or permitted. Why are you mad at everybody else? Why are you, why, why are you married at your choice? Why, why are you mad at your choice, rather? Amen? There's an old saying that goes, and we're done. There's an old saying that goes, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. Huh? I'll tell you the story before. My wife, one time somebody was in the car, and he was blowing them, acting all stupid, acting all crazy. And, and I don't know what type of spirit was on my wife that day. And she said, you just going to let them blow at you like that? I mean, you know, they used to call you supreme. <laughs> You hear me, man? They used to call you supreme. And I'm sitting there, baby, don't do it. Don't do it. Huh? Don't put the juice on. Don't uh, take the cables off because, see, here's the problem. Because when I get out and I'll be supreme in his life, I'm going to continue to be supreme in a few others' lives and not the way you're going to like it. There's issues to this. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's consequences, yeah. You don't want to see him. You get, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. And so, so let me say this in closing. I want you to catch this. Uh, uh, when you bite on Satan's temptation, what you are doing is welcoming him into your life. And when he comes in, you find out that he's a rude guest because he doesn't stay in the, in the bedroom that you invited him in. <laughs> he likes to go to your kids' rooms and other areas of the house that, 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 that you know, you didn't allow him uh, to, but he has... He has the right to do what he wants to now because you invited him in. So in, in other words, you, you, you gave him access, so now you got to reap his havoc. I want to say this to you again, and you be sure you catch it. Satan was not powerful in your life until you gave him permission. Did you hear me? Satan was not powerful in your life until you gave him permission. Amen. Stop giving Satan permission. Stop allowing Satan access into your home and being surprised when he doesn't just vandalize you, but he vandalizes your family. There comes a season when all of our lives, when we have to grow up. When I was a child, I thought as a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child. But there's a time when you grow up and you stop allowing bad company in your house. My daughter, my daughter is a homeowner. She's a homeowner. 
And she's very proud of her accomplishments in her young age, and I'm very proud of her as well. Uh, but, 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 you know, there's some people. You can't invite everybody over to your house. Because everybody ain't going, you know, respect what you work for. She was talking to me one day, and she was telling me the scenario, and I said, baby, you just got to stop inviting people that you know ain't going to respect what you got. Satan will never respect you. He will never love you, and he can never gift you. If you want to be free from sin, if you want to be free from his control, then kick him out of your house and never invite him again. God bless you. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. If you're one that doesn't know